Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Geek Apocalypse Podcast with yours truly, Mr. Stephen Hesse, and this is a fun episode. We're based in the northeast of England, if it's your first time listening, and basically the idea of this podcast is to sit down with some interesting people or person uh, every couple of weeks and have a good old chinwag, um, if you don't understand that colloquialism, not from England, basically a good old very frank and open conversation about a variety of different things and this episode is no exception um i know i say that a lot and i say that every episode but it really is true otherwise why do the episode in the first place that's what i always say um wasting people's time Stephen. um i like to think i'm not but you'll be the judge uh but anyway this episode is with the comfrey project so the context about um why we went to these guys is that uh, we wanted to do something for mental health awareness week for our other show mentally sound which is all about mental health um, so we went last Tuesday uh, for about three hours, and uh, it's a fantastic place, uh, really beautiful. Um, and the idea for the project, before we get into what we did there, is to help asylum seekers and refugees acclimatise to coming to England. Because obviously, as I'm sure you'll and as I'm sure you'll think, a lot of asylum seekers come here who are coming from war-torn countries, who are coming from places who are in the middle of a civil wars, who are basically essentially fleeing for their lives, or that they're really poor and they come here to seek opportunity which i'm all for i think if they're willing to go to that extent to be here and uh, I'm, I'm all for multi multi-diverse uh, you know cultures and uh, countries uh, i think it, it it makes us grow as people and be more um you know understanding and tolerant and all that all them things that i think human beings should approach so i'm all for it so they really help people like learn english and cooking and give them something to do and so they there's gardening to do there and um you know it's a safe place for them to go and learn english and basically a community of people um so we did that to do some stuff for mentally sound because we did a special um for mental health awareness week last thursday so the reason we wanted to release this as a full and edited podcast is this one particular interview we did with a guy called johnny from handcrafted which is a company that helps people craft things helps helps hence the name this is going to be on this podcast and actually as an exclusive because we never got time to do that for our show on thursday because we had a lot to talk about um, as well as just the unedited feel feel of that you're going to get all the interviews minus any ad breaks or songs that kind of thing. So in terms of guests, uh, but before actually before I say that, there's going to be some ambient noise in the background. The reason for that is we've did this outside, so you might hear a little bit of wind. Um, that obviously couldn't be helped in the sense of I, the wind picked up later on, um, which was unexpected because it was a really nice, calm day. So you got a little bit of background noise, a little bit of motorcycle stuff, and the birds chirping, which I actually think is rather therapeutic, which is useful. Um, so yeah, so you'll hear that kind of thing. But um, so that just just to warn you of that. So yeah, Johnny from Handcrafted, one of the person we're talking to, Catherine and Susan. Uh, Suzanne, sorry, not Susan, Suzanne, um, who do a little bit of the background, uh, like sort of session work, and she does, and Suzanne does the therapy side. We talked to Esther, who's from Ethiopia, who uses the Comfrey project, as well as finally Helene, I think I'm saying that right, who is the director of the project, who talks about the trials and troubles that asylum seekers face. So it's a really interesting podcast. Hope you enjoy. It's the full episode. Comfrey Project! Enjoy! Mean it. Thank you. 
Hello everybody, welcome to our pre-record of us at the Comfrey Project here in Gateshead, um, a place that me and Ricky have actually visited before, um, but we had to uh, rearrange, but we got to actually see the whole project in all its glory, and anyone who listened to our episode about the Blade and Shed, um, which is a very similar project, but I, I would like, I, I mean, not just that I'm about, we're about to talk to the two people who helped run it, uh, but um, it is it is in a much better um, like stage of development, let's say, than the Blade and Shed, which is, um, but, you know, obviously they they work really hard and they're going to, um, you know, continue, but they've got they've got a much better garden here, <laughs> no offence to the Blade and Shed, but it's got a lot of stuff here that's really exciting so um i'm delighted to see obviously i'm here with my hi, my co-host ricky who shall i say hello i'll say hello <laughs> <laughs> and that's it our show's over yeah. um but um but, <laughs> but no um so what we're going to do is we're going to have some chat to a few people who actually work at the comfort project we're here with catherine and uh suzanne why do i always want to say sharon i've no idea why maybe it's my dyslexia it's my dyslexia it must be my dyslexia <laughs> affecting me greatly um so if I get that wrong, I apologise. But yeah, it's the hair. <laughs> I don't. Uh, oh, don't be too harsh. Um, but we'll start with you, Catherine. Um, sorry, it was me being me being my dyslexic self. Um, so thank you so much for inviting us. First of all, it's been it's, my pleasure. It, um, and it was really nice to meet you the other day, obviously. Um, and thank you for thank you for your hospitality. First of all, it's been really really nice. Um, I think that's a key thing. Yeah. Uh, of the country project is hospitality. Yeah. So um, you're very very welcome. Mm-hmm. We do. We definitely do aim and want to welcome everybody that comes through the doors mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a big part of what we do and I guess just for full disclosure uh, the, the sort of serious serious and being nice thing is that mm. we were chatting just before we came to get you guys for the interview and um, we've been to a lot of projects and I was actually saying to Esther who we just interviewed um, which is sort of technically I'm revealing that we did actually do that interview before but that's fine I gave the game away but um, but yeah that uh, it was just really nice it, 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 the hospitality is really different here and I that, I'm not just saying that because we're talking to you guys, but like it's really nice that mm. it's usually sometimes you go to places and they're and they're very serious and um you know but there's a sort of serious in helping people. But um and I guess what I wanted to ask you, Catherine, is that a deliberate? I know you've kind of already touched on it just now, but was that like an organic thing or is that something that you consciously try and achieve that the, the sort of easy going feel that this place has? Um, I think it's oh, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely an aim that we want there to be a positive uh, atmosphere a very welcoming very relaxed atmosphere for everybody that comes in so I think it's probably a bit of both I think it's something that um, happens quite naturally because of of who walks through the door Mm -hmm. Um, and and then I think it's something that we consciously do want to be in place because you know it's we want it to be a really safe space for everybody yep. you know um, so it's yeah it's probably a bit of both but I mean I remember when I came for my interview because I've been working here since December yep. last year so I am relatively new really yep. um, but I remember when I came through through the door it was like that you know it was uh, halfway through my interview I was like offered lunch and uh, given a massive <laughs> hug which was brilliant so uh, I do think it's something that's quite a core element yeah but it's but it is something that we do actively also mm. you know encourage so mm. would you say the same Suzanne yeah definitely I think it's about a home from home really mm. and it's about that people come and this place is like home yeah. you know it's a second home for most you know for most yeah. people who come and that family feel is definitely really prominent 
Uh, you de- uh, one of the things you'd be pleased to hear is that um, when we were talking to Esther, that's something she 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 said a great deal um, about that feeling of um, you know coming here and um, uh, it has that very community project feel to it um, and um, sort of the peer support element to it as well. And um, it, it, it definitely feels like a community since we've been around. Um, so, um, Suzanne, what's uh, what's your role in the organisation? Um newer than Catherine <laughs> okay new in post um, started in uh, the beginning of April mm-hmm. and I'm a therapeutic horticulturalist so I use horticulture as a tool um, to help recovery um, and that can be from you know from any um, illness and angle of illness um, and obviously with mental health it's it's just a brilliant brilliant tool it's just mm-hmm. about being connected again and to um, to nurture yourself through nurturing plants. Yeah. Um, so relatively new. I work um, a comfort, comfort project for two days a week. Um, Great. And so I'm just as well for me, like you. You know that that's the feeling of being part of the family and um, sharing the load. I think mm-hmm. is the other the other part for yeah. me. It's just very much about we we share everything that happens in the building, everything that happens in the garden is, mm-hmm. is a shared um, shared experience, experience yeah. and a shared responsibility. Um, so yeah, so but my, my role is mainly with the, the gardening side. We've often talked about horticultural therapy, haven't we? Yep. With a range of different groups, but <clears throat> what do you think is what's a what is it about horticultural therapy do you think that that helps people come out of their just that somebody's become quite isolated and they need a bit more time around people and through gardening activities you can facilitate that really really well Um, there's lots of ways that you can create small manageable steps for people Mm -hmm. on the road to recovery Um, and I think that gardening is such a tangible um, tool to use because you if you nurture a plant, you mm-hmm. feed a plant, you you look after a plant, mm-hmm. it flourishes and it grows. Mm-hmm. If we do that for ourselves, yep. we, we get that same So it's powerful and symbolic in that way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the perfect metaphor because um, you find with... Um, I mean, yeah, because as Ricky says, we've had a, we've had several charity um, organisations that do this, you know, similar stuff to what you were just describing in terms of. And gardening is an interesting one because, as we've just been talking about, I think that the beauty of it is is that you actually see the reap of your rewards. Um, which the yeah. prob the problem with mental health, you know, because we talk about openly all disorders. I have bipolar disorder. He has PTSD, and um, it's not the byproduct of our show, but it just is the bonus that we can talk from our own lived experience that. Um, when you are down in the dumps, and Esther talked about it beautifully earlier, is that um, having something like having like showing, seeing something in front of you develop as you're working on it, as opposed to being inside your own head and seeing all these negative aspects and thinking there's no hope. Whereas, like that metaphor, it actually makes you aware that you know if you work at something, it can develop into something, um, um, which is great. Um, what, what, when you said I was interested, because in, I, I was there's a couple of things I wanted to ask, sort of one for both of you and one for Catherine, is that when you said you were applying for your job, what was your job title that you were applying for? 
fulfill my role here. Yeah. So it's session coordinator. Okay. So obviously I coordinate the session. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a job title that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's like Suzanne said. We you know we um, we we share a lot. Of, we share a lot of the work. So great. Um, I think it's really lovely that we all work volunteers as well mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a team. We're really lovely. which gardening does absolutely Um, but also through the arts as well and the two tie in really really beautifully together so you know we've had a group in this morning um, from the Phoenix Centre and they're now um, relaxing doing some creative arts activities so they've been you know put to work in a really wonderful way this morning and working with our volunteers and and planting and, and getting involved in the garden and now they're through and they're looking at, with it being Mental Health Awareness Week, they're looking at, you know, different ways um, that they can, that they're supported, but they're using the Creative Tree of Life method. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's looking at those different uh, links between nature and the arts. And then I also, because there's so many fantastic artists, group projects, community projects, it's about not working in silos. It's about not working sort of individually, but bringing mm-hmm. the community together. Yeah. We're very much a community hub, mm-hmm. and that means we are part of a community. We're yeah. not working in isolation. And, yeah. you know, the Comfort Project uh, aims to help people to integrate, you know, yeah. and to bring, and that essentially means bringing people together to mm-hmm. feel part of a community. So we have our community here, which is our family, like Suzanne said. Um, but we bring, you know, there's lots of, lots of different groups that we work mm. with. Um, I, I was just about to say that, yeah. We've had the film guys, yeah. 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 That wants to do a film, yes. We've got a new volunteer starting. That, um, the, the gentleman, I forget, I was being loved. Yeah, the, the, art, the art person. I know James is a volunteer, but there's a guy who walked in who do side to side art. Is that what it's oh, called? Side, side by side art. Side by side art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, so. So, and so Stuart's going to come and deliver some sessions with yeah. a Syrian group that we work with mm-hmm. um, and look at singing and song and tradition, you know, linked around that. So, yeah. you know, there's lots and lots of different ways that we can work together. Um, but I absolutely, I'm not, I love gardening, I'm not very good at it, but, uh, <laughs> but what I... But I do enjoy it. So I, I know how it makes me feel. Just just physically being outside makes you feel better. Yeah. And then that whole just, you know, on the simplest level, you know, planting something, helping it to grow, seeing yeah. it grow, you feel proud. Yeah. Um, and I just hear everybody when they come through the doors at the end of the day and the things that they've been doing and what they say and how they feel. Um, and Suzanne, although she's sort of new in post here, has been working with us for a lot. A lot longer, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you mean just particularly this site um, in terms yeah, of coming here? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I'm learning a lot from her, and I think we learn a lot from each other. You know, there's there's a lot of people here with a lot of skills. Yeah. You know, there's. Uh, I mean, we've just learned that just being here today, just yeah, having a chat to some people, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got lots of skills, and they and it's about giving them the platform to be able to share them and develop. Them. I imagine there's a lot of people that come here. They're obviously 
talking about asylum seekers and things, they've mm. seen a lot of stuff that we wouldn't imagine yeah. going through yeah. when we're talking about the trauma. So how rewarding is it to see them finally open them up, themselves up creatively or in the garden? Because mm. knowing what I do know about trauma, you isolate yourself, you kiss yourself in, so then you get the chance to see them open up, yeah. as it were. I mean, I think, I think it almost goes back to what I was saying before about you know maybe that when people first come along to the project and I think that's the really wonderful thing about that family feel and that home mm. feel is that people really can engage on whatever mm. level yes yeah. we'll always try and encourage people in but nobody's forced to come and get mm. involved with anything yeah. if they're not ready mm-hmm. yeah. but there's always within within the garden and within the, the project itself there's always something you can do so it might be that someone comes along and works on their own in quite an isolated way initially mm-hmm. um, even maybe just sowing some seeds sowing a little yeah. bit of hope and a little something mm-hmm. um, might be the first step mm-hmm. and then yeah. for us as, as staff we look at ways to make gentle steps mm-hmm. to, yeah. to, yeah, to progress through that to yeah. becoming maybe more active within a within a small group initially and then mm. gradually building up taking on more responsibility and that, that process yeah. can take a long time yeah, yeah. Um, I was just about to say do you think then as a as a as a as a as listening to your answer there is do you think that's the benefit that a community project has as opposed to like saying it you know that we're not we've talked about this all the time on the show we're not nhs bassers in the sense of the people who work in the nhs are wonderful and they've got a they've got a huge amount to deal with and um, that's totally fine my phone went off before and we just uh, you know it's just real life. It, it shows it's live or <laughs> pre-recorded live anyway but no the, the point i was getting at is that um because i find this because we've talked about recovery programs or in terms of the sense of just being in recovery as in getting over something or or, or dealing with something do you think the huge advantage of because what you said there is a powerful point about some cases are long term that there's no time limit to a person recovering and that you can just let them go at their own pace is that fair yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and i think that's um maybe a a a luxury that that professionals working with the health service don't necessarily have yeah Yeah. um so you're not setting clinical targets as it were you you you, you allowing your own pace with things with people individuals yeah yeah definitely not so much clinical targets you have to teach each individual on their own case don't you really Yeah. yeah exactly and some people may come along and just you know, they may they may come along and find that just being throwing themselves into physical activity really helps yeah. their mm-hmm. mental health, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, they can come along and be really active all day, um, and you know can appear very confident mm-hmm. and can appear to have no problem talking with other people. And I think that it's it's yeah also about recognizing that if you appear very well that that's not always what's going on um, and that there's always space and there's always time for people to just take time out just reflect a little bit just um, to uh I think it's no I think that's a really important point actually because going back to what you said about there's no there isn't any pressure we, it's very much about encouraging and supporting people to take part um, but it's it's a choice you know it's about giving people choice probably in 
where they come from situations where choice has been removed yeah. a lot of the time. Absolutely, yeah. So it's about saying also if that choice is to sit and have a cup of tea in the sunshine because that's what you need to do, that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to dip in and out. And I mean, what we often find is people do engage, you know, a lot. But it's there is that, as you would with a family, you know, as you would, you, you would dip in and out of activities. But... But share the load, share the, the things that need to help the country project run yeah, on a absolutely. practical level, because that's contributing something. That's yeah. being, mm. you know, having that real positive purpose yeah. that we need you yeah. to be. We need you to, yeah. run, you know. So, um, and that 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 can be that's great. You know, that is a really positive aspect of it, and that yeah, that work at your own pace. You know, we maybe. Um, again with the arts you know it's it's there's so many different levels of communication then so there's not one there's not it's not a right and a wrong way you know there's not an expectation of how it has to turn out mm-hmm. um, so th- there's that sort of option to really express themselves and it's okay whatever you produce is is great yeah. and mm-hmm. you can communicate it in many different ways yeah. So, yeah I think the last couple of questions kind of because I know yeah you have to you have to go in a second is um is is um I think the sort of elephant in the room question because this is one of the reasons that we wanted to talk because we we talked to West End is it West End refugees West End refugees yeah um so um one of the things that we wanted to do with our project because obviously um you know I, I talked about my route at the lunch earlier and um and uh, Ricky's uh, Ricky's got um, his parents you know from like um from India and all that sort of places and so um I guess that the what I find amazing about your project in particular and i think it's it, it makes me um have that good feeling inside because we're not a political show by any means but i guess one of the things that i think is appropriate to ask here is to go do you think a project like this reminds us all that it's not about quintessentially being british or whatever it is it's just that it's all about incl- like it's not you're all feel involved yeah it's yeah. like the the human element here yeah. is really strong it also has like you know dare i i mean i do sort of believe i mean i meditate and stuff so i believe in that sense of spirituality but it has a very good spiritual feel here yeah. um you know and and, and and so i'm just curious to I see think it was lucy who came on on, yeah. the, on the show in the studio she described it as an international center yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's true she did yeah yeah but do you think that's a very important thing because obviously we talk about um you know the the, the, the discriminatory aspects and, and you know the the, the stigma and ignorance you would you would say around these things and um do you think your project's a fantastic example of that you know you just treat people for for who they are yeah. and, and it's not about yeah. where they're from or yeah. you know i'm I'm all singing the song aren't i <laughs> it's not where i come from but it's, it's, well it's it's more than that i think it's about celebrating where yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yes yeah and, Good way of putting well. it. And, and i think that's something that we, we do i think in previous years and I'm as sort of new in post I'm yeah. just getting a handle on it a little bit more but there's been a lot of crops grown here that are yeah. um, you know really quite unusual so a lot of the food and the mm. you know the food that's produced um, is familiar to people and they get that opportunity to share it as well um, so yeah just sort of growing slightly unusual you know crops crops from Africa crops that we yeah. wouldn't normally see here and we have a fantastic polytunnel space to be able to do that in yeah. it's not warm enough to grow um, you know those sort of crops in, in yeah. the outdoor which we've seen climate. it's amazing yeah 
Um, so but yeah, yeah. I, I just absolutely, I think it's a celebration of. of I think that's a break that, boundaries, isn't it? Yeah, that was very well put. I I, I, I totally agree. I mean, we just tried. I think it was like a, a Iranian-inspired dish, wasn't it earlier? It was yes, made by an Iranian, yeah. um, and it was it was delicious. So um, I'm, I, I love that idea of um, trying different cultures and you know trying different uh, things. I think we all should be like that every once in a while. Um, I think the final question is what I and I, you said this at the uh, at the lunch, Catherine, and I think this I can ask you this because I think for both years, I know you um, uh, for you it's not been that very long, um, but I'm just curious to say, does it feel like work? Um, n- no. I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it's friends, hard work. I'm not trying to say you don't do anything yet. Yes. All day, yeah. I'm, sure, you know. I'm not saying no, it's like any other job, but no, it must feel. I guess the ask, what I'm asking but is, but you do get a high degree of job satisfaction. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, massively, yeah. hugely, hugely yeah. fulfilling. Yeah. And you know, there are a lot of times I come through the door and I just think, oh, you know, and you mm. just count your blessings. Mm. You yeah. do. It is. It is hard work, but then course, yeah. so you know the. Some of the best work is, you know, you work hard at it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it's hugely fulfilling. You know, I get to work with lovely people like Suzanne and Lainey and all the wonderful volunteers. It's just, it's really, really interesting. It's really life affirming. Mm -hmm. I can imagine, Um, yeah. It's all the, it's, it's, you know, you meet people who have had such challenges that are really quite unimaginable. Yeah. Um, and they've overcome them, mm-hmm. or they are overcoming, you know, mm-hmm. or they are the resilience, and that's really inspiring. It's all of those things that, but it is. Yeah. It really it's is. It's about perspective um, as well, isn't it? It does give you a yeah. huge perspective. Yeah. Uh, but it is lovely. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of jobs where you'd all sit around the table like that and Ooh. just yeah. all welcome in that sense. And, and it like, felt normal. That's the thing that I would, yeah, it, 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 it felt normal. That was definite, yeah. That's not just something that happens. Yeah. Not at all. That is something that. I mean, you know, obviously there's lots and lots of visitors, yeah. they're no ca- but no, that, that happens all the time, yeah. and it is a very special place. Yeah, yeah I think... With all the, um, the, I guess this is sort of a wider thing, but um, I, I think the word that comes to mind is genuine. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I really like genuine, yeah, authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like genuine, authentic people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really yes. all you really should ask of anyone. Really, is just yeah. be real. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's nice about being here. Um, yeah. So, huge congratulations, guys! I mean, uh, yeah. we've been to a lot of projects. I don't. I'm, I mean, Ricky, would you concur that I, 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 I'm really generally impressed? Um, that it's a, it, and, and some, I mean, obviously, I'm not from Gateshead, so I never knew about it or anything, but again, the whole reason we do this show is to tell people who listen, and for ourselves as well, to learn about what's around. It's and like, all especially when you're in the middle of a, a suburban area, you can just find a space which just breathes serenity, doesn't it? And that's what it does. And yeah, using land as well, like, you know, for, for good reasons and all that sort of stuff. So thanks, uh, Catherine. Uh, Susan, thanks very much indeed. It's been a real pleasure. Um, and, um, yeah, and thanks so much for your hospitality once again. And please drop down to the studio as well for a chat sometime. If you get any chance. Thank you very much. Great, thanks. So what we're going to do right now, guys, is we're going to take a break and we'll be back to our future selves in the studio um, to talk about all the things uh, right after these messages. Hello, welcome back everybody. Thank you so much to our future selves in the studio, which I know Ricky enjoys that joke immensely. Our, our, Terminator, <laughs> our Terminator running gag as well. Yes, our Terminator running gag. <laughs> and we're still here at the Comfrey Project, uh, which is a fascinating uh, day, and it's a rather beautiful day in the garden, which um, we've already touched on. But um, uh, obviously, as you know, we're going to be uh, talking to a number of different people here at the Comfrey Project, and someone who we pass by, because we've been literally, it's like a well, conveyor today seems belt. like a visitor's day, doesn't yeah. it? So we've bumped into quite <laughs> yeah. a few people. We've literally bumped into every 
everyone, uh, the, 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 the rich and famous. <laughs> um, and this is, uh, next guest is no exception because, um, so we got introduced by, uh, Catherine, yeah. um, who's one of the, the, the sort of, uh, people who well, help people with the project. Me, yeah. Um, so we're joined now by Johnny from Handcrafted. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you doing? You alright? I'm not too bad at all. Um, uh, one of, no problem at all. Um, I guess first of all, because we're here on the Comfrey project, isn't it a beautiful day? Mm-hmm. I just want to like let people know because we're usually in the studio nice. going, it's freezing, or yeah. so it's a very nice day, wouldn't you say? Very nice day, yeah, lovely yeah. bit of sun, can't beat it. Yeah, and also I love the fact as well because people obviously be listening to this in a radio show is that we really are based in Newcastle because your accent is quite, <laughs> your accent is quite poignant, which is cool. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> now I can help with that one. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Um, so um, I guess the obvious starting point in terms of handcrafted and obviously how we, we got introduced to you here is the obvious starting question is to ask you about how you know Comfrey Project like how how, yeah, how yeah. did you find out about them so within our uh, organisation we have um, a number of different positions one guy uh, named Henry is our outreach worker um, and his job is basically to just go around the area and make connections with as many different uh, charities that we can as many different organisations and uh, Henry invited me to come and see the Convery project one day mm-hmm. and we just got we just went from there um, we suggested a few ways in which we could help and which we could uh, do some projects with them and for them and they in turn suggested a few ways they can come and do some gardening and make our place a little bit is this a way of like all you guys trying to pull resources together and wait, joining the dots Definitely, sort of thing yeah. yeah I mean I think for us our project isn't for everybody mm-hmm. and we understand that and we get that and that's mm-hmm. fine yeah. the people who love it more than welcome to come as many times as they want people who don't let's see if we can find you something else maybe mm-hmm. you're going to prefer the Comfrey project right. which means for us you've got somewhere to go you know we're more person centred than we are focused on so you're a bit like us that you're there, you know? you're also signposting as well yeah definitely signposting is a big job, a yeah. big part of what we do yeah. um, we, we want to get people pointed in the right direction essentially yeah. for whatever their needs may be so tell us more about Handcrafted then for listeners at home so yeah Handcrafted we're a woodwork charity um, that started in Durham seven years ago um, and basically we work with people who are dejected from society whether that be ex-convicts uh, people who have had drug and alcohol misuse issues people with mental health problems um, and we basically give them a place to come a place to be valued a place to feel part of a community and we like to put tools in the hand and see what they're capable of in the creative aspect as well Um, like I said earlier it's not for everybody woodworking some people think (laughs) <laughs> I know, do, uh, you know what it is this is like a long running joke as well because this happens in the studio when we're live oh, is that man. there's always a police car going past as well so it's, it's like I promise you we're not in the studio and that's not a sound effect yeah. <laughs> like it actually is happening and um, on, the, on are, the last show yeah. we, we mentioned police and a siren yeah. just happened to go excuse me officer I'll be right with you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does, no it is just literally past that but yeah let, we'll continue that thought so um, so I guess that yeah, because uh, you just mentioned obviously like some aspects of handcrafted in terms of who you help and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, I'm interested in just the term handcrafted. In the, does that does that like go across loads of different like demographics? Because uh, like in term, I mean demographics, but also um, in terms of what you make. Because have you ever heard of the Bladen project, uh, Bladen Shed um, in Bladen? Uh, I've um, heard of it. I've not really been able to look into it closer. Well, because um, the reason I asked that, the reason I say that, is because we went to Blade and Shed to do well, literally what we're doing now, like mm-hmm. a pre-record. Yeah. yeah. And um, the 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 huge advantage was that they actually did have a, a workshop and they made things. And there's yeah, a guy yeah. like working on his motorbike. So that's the reason I'm curious to ask you. Yeah. You know, yeah. What kind of stuff no, do you actually literally yeah. craft? So 
with the charity starting dome in our dome location okay. we have uh, it's it's within a large industrial unit and it is a full blown wood workshop we've got multiple machines tools you want to come and make anything you can make something from a chopping board up to a dining room table you know and we've, we've got a lot of professionals uh, who work for handcrafting as well so in Durham we have a guy called Rob who's our workshop manager and there is literally nothing this guy doesn't know about wood or tools he can mm. help you build the most finest Mm-hmm. Things, or you can just crack away with it yourself. And then Gateshead, we're a little bit smaller, but we're growing, and mm-hmm. we're going to be mm-hmm. as, we're going to be up to the the Durham size soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started in in Durham, um, actually in the back of a pub called Dirty Nellies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started as a bike workshop. Um, okay. Oh, so nice. We, we were a place where people could drop in, have the bikes fixed, learn some skills on how to fix their own bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and as time progressed, the bikes slowed down. And the woodwork sped up. Okay. So we, we, it was just a natural flow into woodwork. And that that, I mean, that's what handcrafted is. We, you know, we're a woodwork shop. Yeah. So I guess, we, like, even though you even though, like, because the bike shop is very specialised. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense, as you're saying, like, the transition to a more wider thing, because yeah, then yeah. you're going to appease more people, because, like, well, the bike's, like, a particular tried, uh, hobby, yeah, we isn't it? We did try to keep the two going side by side for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just, the woodwork just grew larger than Fair the bike. Enough. So mm-hmm. we just took the obvious decision to change. Yeah. You knew um, what was dema- people's demand yeah, was, basically. Demand, yeah. 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 Um, so then we moved into the basement of St. James and St. Bede's Church at Wordsworth Street, just opposite the Big Aldi. Um, wow. And we're just continually, we're just continually grown. We've just completed a large shed project so we can keep all of our timber outside. Uh, that's not, not a advertisement for thieves, but no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we keep all of our timber in a shed outside now, so we can build more workbenches and more people come in because we're cool. getting the capacity very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we don't ever want to turn people away if possible. I've got a quick question. I know we're short time. Um, so, like with Comfrey here, um, they use the um, it's it's around the the the, the, the thing the theme of terminologies because mm-hmm. here they use something called horticultural therapy used in terms of gardening. Yeah, and when it comes to what you guys do, handcrafted, you work around furniture, that kind. Of thing is there a certain terminologies that you use in terms of therapy and that kind of thing no we, we don't really offer therapy as much as we offer support right okay so it's more of just a group of guys getting alongside another group of guys or girls even you know we don't by, by any means refuse anybody so you're not interested in defining yourselves on one terms you, no. you just do what you guys do and a lot and of provide us a, are all, a lot of us are ex-support workers right. um, right. we have an ex-nurse who works for us and we basically we're just looking to give people a chance to change their outlook yeah. on life mm-hmm. okay. so like I said earlier you know we work with people who have been in prison for whatever reason mm-hmm. and we give them a, an effective use of their time yeah. to help stop them reoffending because mm-hmm. we find that if you know you, you release somebody from prison the likelihood of them reoffending if the body yeah. is incredibly high. There's a, yep. there's a stigma there as well. Yeah, there's yeah. a massive stigma there. And these, you know, these people have got wonderful, wonderful skills and yeah. wonderful personalities. Yeah. So we give them a place where they can come, feel comfortable, mm-hmm. and use their time effectively. And it's the same with people who've had drug and alcohol misuse issues. Mm-hmm. You know, they the, the reason that they reabuse is because they've just got nothing to do, mm-hmm. and it's, it's something to do with their time. One of the things that me and my partner does, and this is like sort of a, 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 a separate thing that I talk about on this show but it's relevant to what we're talking about is um, me and my partner watch a lot of crime stuff like you know like documentaries about yeah. crime and stuff about the UK yeah. in particular and there was a statistic I heard recently and I was like that makes a great deal of sense I don't know the percentage offhand but I'm sure we could look at, we could look it up yeah. but, um, but the basic gist of what I'm saying is that 
the the in order for our workforce, you know, because we're in an economic downturn and all, yeah, all, yeah. all that sort of stuff. More than ever, the priority of making sure the people who end up in jail get an op- get a second chance and an yeah. opportunity to work Absolutely, afterwards, yeah, yeah. you know, is imperative. And so, yeah, when yeah. you're saying the stuff that you're doing, I, I, I mean, as you said, you you're helping people. You know, for a variety of different reasons, yeah. but I think it gets, giving people a second chance is what you were essentially oh, saying there. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and often people in important. jail as well, you, you might agree that that they shouldn't have been there. They just need that service to help, whether it be mental health, addiction, that kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And it's because they've not had that help that they've gone on and done something which has landed them where they are. Massively, Would yeah. you say that was the case? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a brilliant point. I mean, it's definitely something we we work towards is just having that community aspect. I was going to say, like, yeah, because, I mean, the way you were describing it to Ricky when Ricky was asking you the question, would you say it's fair to say that your sort of, um, your, your, your catalyst for helping people is peer support? It's basically yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's just about, like I say, just being alongside each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're not all perfect. Just because I wear the t-shirt doesn't mean I'm sound. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my issues. I have my problems, you know. Mm-hmm. And coming into the workshop, a lot of that's alleviated, a lot of that stress is taken off. And yeah. Yeah, it's just, like I say, it's just a great community. It's a good laugh. I'm not going to sell it short and say every day is perfect. Some days are hard. Course, some yeah. days are tough. And we don't always win. We're not always getting success stories, but... It's a bit like, um, I, it's a bit like what I say, uh, just to, even in my private life, I, I often say that what we're, I think we're essentially talking about here is, which is why it's nice that you say it's not necessarily have a particular goal or agenda yeah. to, to, to like offer a particular type of help. This just seems the value of hobbies yeah. and the value of having something to do. Um, because you reminded me a lot when you say communities and we've talked to a lot of communities on this show. And I think like, you know, cause I'm a big nerd and I like playing board games, but yeah. like I don't necessarily get like, but majority of the time I get immense joy out of them which is why I do it but like you were just saying I'm pleased you said because I think that's a very good point about you know doesn't necessarily mean that you know you've got to have a balanced life you can't just like rely on that all the time and as you quite rightly say even something you really you know this this show probably has its stresses and you know we don't like it 100% of the time but um, I think that's important Uh, one of the things um, just where I've got a couple of minutes left for you is um if you if you're comfortable obviously we should ask you this before we started but <laughs> but I'm um, just into, yeah but <laughs> you can say no you're entitled to it's just about like your background in terms of like how you got involved with the handcrafted massive, yeah no that's yeah. absolutely fine so I was a disability support worker for seven years before I got involved with handcrafted okay um, and for me personally I, I felt I needed a change as I started to grow my own family okay um, so I was working a lot of shift work. Um, Hardly seeing my wife or my son, frustrating time at home because of it's that. A very and I needed something job, else. Yeah. I needed something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but about a year or so before I discovered handcrafted, I got really inspired uh, watching a YouTube video of a guy make a bench out of some pallet wood. And Great. my mum wanted a bench for our garden, so I thought, you know what, I can do that. Hacked up a pallet, stuck it back together in a weird way. And it worked, and I, I got hooked to woodwork. I, I love making things with my hands. It's I'm like those restoration programs, often like stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. when some you might think it's garbage, but actually, I can actually do something with this. And yeah, turn it massively. Into something. And a pallet is a great way to start as well because it's often free. Yeah, you know, uh, if you go and ask the person, obviously. Yeah, I, I would suggest you. Ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, and I just yeah, and then I stumbled across handcrafted, knowing a couple of the guys um, through church and stuff like that, and yeah, oh, right. just ended up getting involved. Um, 
So what sort of time scale was that? Like how long how long have you been involved? I actually interviewed for a job with Handcrafted a year before I was employed and didn't get the job. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was a part-time position. Uh, the manager wanted me in a full-time position. Um, and then six months later, I'd actually taken another job okay. with another charity um, okay. and said to the guys at Handcrafted, look, I've, I've taken another job, I can't do it. And then six months later, another job came up and I was like, yeah, I've got to do it. I've got to oh, okay, it. so it was what, so what, what it was, you wanted. It was yeah. one of those things where it was just the right time. Yeah. Okay. What would you? What's uh, What's your like title? Would you say what is your? What? Uh, uh, for the Gateshead area, I'm the project development officer. Oh, right, so cool. I'm basically in charge of the day to day running of our hub. Great. Um, you know, within that is creating relationships with the community around us, with with other charities like the Comfrey Project. Uh, Finding trainees, helping yeah. people be signposted to us, and helping people be signposted to other services. Yeah, it's really pleasing to see someone like yourself in another project mm-hmm. like this because yeah. uh, because that's yeah, it, it is about like I mean, we were talking before we started about signposting things mm-hmm. and not being like um, the worst thing ever is when you find a project that maybe got like has more funding than the other person, then they like make it a competitive thing or whatever it is. And it's yeah. like no, it's all about just helping people out, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the big thing about handcrafted is, and I've I've, I've only been here a short time relatively mm-hmm. is the one thing I learned first thing walking through the doors it's a very person centred place Great. we care more about the person and, and making sure we find that person the right care support or even just community Great, that's a great way. And that's before any target. That's a great way of wrapping up. I mean, basically, we don't have any targets. Yeah, so. the target is just to do, to have fun just and just do to it. Continue, have yeah. fun and do what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, all these meant to say is that like, um, so I guess we're going to talk about this after we end. But um, the idea is for us to come and maybe check out the place. That'd yeah. be wonderful. Yeah. Um, the Gateshead one, one probably most yeah, yeah. like. Um, I mean, obviously, I imagine that you, as you touched on the Durham ones, probably has been around longer. Yeah. But yeah. it might be just interesting to see like what what um, like because I mean and just to summarise for the people listening like just what what state is the Gateshead one at is it like sort of is it, is it working but it's just not yeah, yeah it's, it's just thriving, ongoing it's thriving yeah. yeah I mean hopefully we'll be moving soon yeah. uh, just for a larger space alright okay uh, we're, we're kind of reaching capacity mm-hmm. and as I touched on earlier you know we recently built a shed to help uh, move away from that so we've got a little bit more space but it is a busy workshop and it is Great. a lot of laugh and a so lot where, are you, where are you based just so people know so we're St James and St Bede's Church mm-hmm. um, on Wordsworth Street straight opposite the Aldi Great. Um, do you have any online presence at all? Or we do. Yeah, Facebook, social media. You can search for Handcrafted on um, on Google, and we'll come up Great. there. Um, cool. Come on. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> Everything, man. Yeah, everyone's on these things these days. Yeah. 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 But anyway, Johnny, thank you so much indeed. It's been absolutely um, me. No, you're welcome. So what we're going to do now is take a break, and we'll be back in the studio with our future selves, <laughs> uh, and then we'll be back at the Confrey Project to talk to some other people in the right and around this project right after this. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Confrey Project. I'm here, obviously, with my with my co-host Ricky. Uh, huge thank you to our past selves for maintaining the fort <laughs> in the studio. Um, and we, as although we've, you were critical, I am critical about that. Too. Bit you just <laughs> yeah 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 um, Ricky's predicting uh, uh, <laughs> predict, predicting a crisis and the phones aren't going to work um, but yeah no anyway um, so hope you're having a good time listening to the live show obviously we're here as a pre-record and we're delighted to say we're joined now by someone who uses the Comfrey project and we want to talk to her about her experiences and just what the Comfrey project means to her so we're joined by Esther hello hello uh, how are you today good 
to hear Great, that. I'm glad to hear it. So, um, just to provide the audience with a context before we started talking, is that we were we were very kindly offered a lunch here, mm. um, which I believe they use some of the stuff that's in the garden and everything to make. Yeah, Palmira, who's a past guest on the show, is inspired by her background, so Portuguese cooking, and actually tasting it, I got a sense of home, home baking, like homemade sort of um, food, yeah, because definitely. it had an Indian sort of style to it as well, I thought. Mm. And Portuguese and Indian culture is quite close because Portugal used to own Goa, and I think they used yeah. to, yeah, bit of a history lesson. Really, yeah, it? so we got to so 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 the reason for saying that is that we got so we got to know, get to meet everybody in the Comfort Project. So we met you, good self, East mm. Esther. I was sitting right next to you, um, and it, which which was really nice. And so, can you tell us a little bit about um, how you came to know the Comfort Project? Uh, my name is Esther. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, I am a asylum seeker. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, 2007, I was uh, sick. Mm-hmm. I'm not good. I have uh, an anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. Mm-hmm. And my social worker, uh, she took me to conflict project mm-hmm. and she introduced me. Uh, mm-hmm. The conflict project. Mm-hmm. Mm. After that, I will attend two days in a week. Great. Mm. Um, so, how long has that been? Did you say? Is that so? Has that been from two thousand and seven? Two thousand seven. Wow. Okay. So you've been coming here that long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it must mean a lot to you if you've been here yeah. that long. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you said you're an asylum seeker, where are you from originally? I'm from Ethiopia. Oh, okay. Mm. Great. Um, so, um, how are you find um, when you first transitioned here? Um, w- did you find England a nice place to be? Mm, but uh, when I came, it was uh, uh, winter, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For someone from Ethiopia, I can understand that. Yeah. Until winter, yeah. Um, but I like to see the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I can totally see that because um, I imagine it doesn't didn't snow very much in Ethiopia, no. <laughs> if at all. Well, you're talking about a country. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're talking about a country that's suffered suffered years of drought and things. Yes. So to come to a winter, it's a huge um, difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, then, Esther. Is one of the nice things about coming to Comfrey Project have you developed some friendships here? Yes. Uh, uh, there is a lot of uh, people from uh, different countries, mm-hmm. different cultures, mm-hmm. different language, and a mm-hmm. uh, lot of different things, but uh, uh, we are the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's good. That's yeah. a yeah. that's a great example for the type of show that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, um, obviously about mental health. And so, um, well, as I, as I to- told you before we started doing this, whatever you're comfortable sharing, but um, I just guess the, the general way of asking you this is you said about having mental health issues because um, I've, I've had depression before, um, so we talk about that on our show a lot. Um, and I'm curious to say, within your own words, how do you feel that the Comfrey Project has helped you with your mental health? Yes, of course. Uh, when I came here, uh, I, I, I got friends. I took, uh, I talk with them. Um, uh, it is green. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff is good. Yeah. Yeah. Did it? All would you, us, would uh, you say improved friendly. your confidence as well? And 
yes, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. 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 Have you, um, um, uh, as another aspect being, because which is another thing we find interesting about, I guess this, this is like a sort of community project. Have you have you developed any skills um, by coming here as well? Maybe like I don't because I know people do like cooking and gardening. Is that something you've, you've yes, learned? Yes. Uh, I can't uh, to dig something mm-hmm. or cooking, mm-hmm. but I watering the plants. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess um, I, I know. Obviously, talking to you, this is probably an obvious thing. But mm-hmm. um, if 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 someone was um, in your situation from 2007, mm-hmm. would you obviously recommend people if they ended up in Gateshead to come to the Comfrey project? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. a lot of people. I will tell to them. Yeah, some of them they come, and some of them uh, they start their lesson mm-hmm. because of that. Not too much. I mean, um, did they? Because um, I know we, we we talked to Belmira about this as well. Did um, are these? Did it, does the Comfrey project help with? Um, did you, were you? Did you speak English when you came here? Um, or did you have to learn when you uh, got here? A little bit, mm-hmm. but now there is conversation to to yes to speak. Uh, like Vermila, she yes. she give us a message. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. And I, I, as we heard in the lunch, apparently her hers is really good. <laughs> that quiet, didn't she? Yeah. In the studio. She yeah. We, we interviewed Belmira um, a few weeks yeah. ago, and yeah. uh, she never mentioned anything about yeah. that, so that was interesting. Mm. Um, well, thank you, um, thank you so much for joining us, and um, and I, it's really pleasing to hear um, Esther that you that you do that you said you know you you. I mean, obviously that's twelve years ago from two thousand seventeen, so yeah. it's amazing. Uh, two thousand seven, sorry, two thousand seventeen. Um, so I guess just in summary. Um, uh, being in now a different country than from uh, from Ethiopia, um, has it been a fulfilling a fulfilling journey up to this point? Being in England and uh, does it feel does it feel good? Are you in a good place does now? I feel yeah, good. Yeah. 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 Uh, there is no war or corruption or touch. There is yeah. no fear. This is peace. Yeah, peace and uh, freedom to speak. Wow. How, what a yeah, powerful way! Yeah, yeah, what a pa- what a powerful way! The country seems to the ethos is kind of peace as well, isn't it? You get mm-hmm. that peaceful, you know, like we've just been. Yeah, yes, I'm hoping you can hear it in our on the microphones yeah. and stuff as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Just it, it's just so peaceful. We're currently in the garden yeah. interviewing, and, and considering yeah. we're in a, a very urban part, you can still create some sort of peace with, as long as you have like greenery and trees and everything around here and. Yeah. Um, I guess because we ask people this, Esther, mm. quite often, I guess this is a good final question to ask you. Um, because the reason we do our show, it's about mental health and it's about, it's about us talking about it openly and freely and, and, mm. and trying to create an understanding with people and, and, and empathy and all that kind of thing. From your experience, because it's mm. such a unique example, what would you say you would say to people about mental health to make everyone you know in a better place and be more understanding what advice would you give people if they are coming or uh, enjoy here mm-hmm. it's good yeah it's good mm-hmm. but uh, when you are mental health for example I'm not uh, I'm not happy mm-hmm. 
when I came here just it's good for me mm-hmm. and uh, if there is uh, mental health or depression problem I will show this place yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah wow trust mm-hmm. yeah. would you say trust Trust. Okay. I th- yeah that that's powerful because I think that's exactly it is mm-hmm. that yeah um, mm-hmm. particularly in your situation where you've went from somewhere where you don't know anybody when you come here Mm. you've got to develop a trust so the Mm. fact that you're willing to talk to them about your mental health tells says a lot really Mm. so would you say finally it's a community of people here yeah uh, feel safe uh, here's uh, yes it's safe it is uh, I guess you don't become you don't become isolated here do you You, you're amongst people therefore you you there's a togetherness about you know and togetherness brings Yeah. Peace and enlightenment and that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. I didn't remember that uh, uh, there is a joke, there is uh, uh, a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, with him. Yep. Mm. Entertaining. Entertaining, yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much for talking to us, Esther, thanks and so and, and, and giving us the opportunity to, to, to know about yourself, and thank you for being honest yeah. and open. And um, and continued success. I'm, I'm and and I hope the convey project stays along and all of that. So thank you, Esther. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right. What we're going to do now, guys, is we're going to take a, a quick break and then we'll be back to talk to someone else from the convey project. Uh, but we will be back in the studio with our future selves uh, right after these messages. Hello, everybody. This is our final segment here at the uh, convey project live. <laughs> even though well, it's pre-recorded, but it's live in the sense of me and Ricky are here in the garden and um, talking to um, a whole bunch of people of the Confrey Project so huge thank you to who we've talked to so far that you would have heard uh, in the live show that we're just doing now so um, I'm really delighted to say though um, the final person that we're getting to talk to is uh, the director of the Confrey Project um, Eleni am I saying that right? Yes it's Eleni yes I got it right and so it's Greek for Helen did you say that? Yes, it's a good okay. version of Helen. You learned right. something. See, we've yeah. learned so many things, Ricky. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you very um, much for coming. And thank you for the for being so hospitable. Because we were saying that to Catherine that um, we felt very welcome, so we really mm-hmm. appreciate yeah, it. I'm mm-hmm. glad. Thank um, you. So yeah, um, so I guess um, being the, the, the first obvious question to ask you is that um, how long have you been involved in the Comfrey Project? Um, um, not very very long, considering uh, how long the project has been going on for but it, it does feel <laughs> like very long yeah. time <laughs> yeah for you uh, i started um in february 2018 okay uh, um and uh, how, how did how did you get like sort of interested in this project in the first place like i guess how did you find out about it um, like hear about it well i used to work uh, for different charities um that support um ethnic minorities, refugees and asylum seekers previously, so okay. I was aware of the Comfrey Project um, and the work that they do in terms of mental health and um, um, recreational activities for my um, ethnic minorities, in particular refugees and asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been to some uh, lovely events that they they organized um, because that's the thing one of the things that Comfrey Project is known for yes the lovely multicultural events there are mm-hmm. plenty of music and food <laughs> yeah uh, so which we've sampled or we've yeah. sampled while we've been here which is very yeah. sweet of you um, I, um, I guess because um, you, you've touched on the word mental health there mm-hmm. um, well the phrase mental health is double two words but um, 
because um, obviously we do a mental health show. I mean, obviously we yeah. we, we, we that that that's a very big topic subject yes, matter because it, it covers all sorts of stuff. But one of the things I guess with you being the director and you said you worked with some other people beforehand is specifically um, what do you think the the challenges are in general from just you helping people through these situations, being asylum seekers coming to a different country. Like, um, what do you think the challenges are that you've helped helped them with? Well, uh, people with support obviously um, have had a lot of um, complicated um, mm-hmm. uh, issues that they've had to deal with. Sometimes um, over a long, a long period of time in their lives, um, depending where they where they come from, what's their background. Um, for some of them, the issues have been throughout their lives. They've been persecuted due to their perhaps religion or mm-hmm. uh, race in, in the country where they come from um, so um, yeah that in, that has also included in some cases um, torture and imprisonment um, so yeah there is for, for some people that we work with that that element there mm-hmm. so long term abuse um, and trauma and then there is cases where people have escaped war, so mm-hmm. the, there is a, a different sort of type of trauma um, uh, involved in, in the sense that it's something usually more sudden, and yeah. people have to flee and, and change their environment and live well, their whole lives in, in, in a way that you know they, they haven't managed to prepare mentally for yeah absolutely enough. Yeah. and often in that cases you will find that in those cases you will find that uh, the language problems are mm-hmm. are bigger which obviously contribute hugely in, mm-hmm. in how people uh, est- establish themselves in a the community and therefore you know how um, their, their mental health because of course if you if you are not feeling settled and yeah. um, part of a co- of a of a, the wider community you're you're based in of course that does affect your confidence and yeah. you're mm-hmm. um, isolated you mm-hmm. yes you do mm-hmm. feel more isolated and that obviously e- everything has an effect eventually on mental health uh, cumulatively and of course then there is the circumstances of people fleeing their country that can be very traumatic um, for some people it has been a very long process um, coming to, to this country um, of um, Possibly moving through different countries, uh, facing um, uh, a lot of dangers all along the way, um, a lot of uncertainty. Sometimes people would have been uh, unfortunately kidnapped in a particular country mm-hmm. that you will hear, and then they manage to escape to move on on their journey. Sometimes they, they have been in, imprisoned on the way. So that process is also very traumatic in itself. And then finally, we come to being in this country would um, for for anyone moving from a different country uh, here I mean I can tell you that myself because I'm not from this country and I came uh, on my own free will to study so completely different circumstances but yep. even even in those circumstances you know you have to adapt to a new culture of language course, yeah. and um, uh, a whole lot of other other issues that make the, the process quite difficult um, and they do affect your confidence and your your mental health. However, in in those circumstances, that uh, asylum seekers obviously uh, come through, it's, it's much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, they very often, you know, um, it's it's not a choice to to land in the UK necessarily. Yeah. They, they, the, you, what you will hear most of the time is the 
there'd be some smuggling involved yep. and they'd just we'll land wherever it's sort of desperation versus that you I mean what you said there was powerful earlier about if it's not planned I think that's yeah. a fascinating point mm-hmm. because as you said you just your your experience is that you you plan to come here yes, for study yes, whereas exactly. they were in a desperate situation some mm-hmm. a lot of people end up in desperate situations and that the only mm-hmm. the, the only thing they can do is come here yes, um, exactly, which yeah. is a lot different yeah and I suppose when they come here um, they themselves probably accept expect that that's the end of their the troubles but then they realize yeah. that there is you know there is a lot of, of challenges of that they have to face around uh, integrating some a lot of people we work with they will have faced um, um, abuse because of their race or their status or their religion yep um, torture as well torture uh, I'm yeah. talking uh, torture of course but I'm talking about the the, the hate crime that they okay. actually yeah. face in this particular country mm-hmm. after they have landed yes. mm-hmm. um, so you I see. unfortunately you will find that a lot of these people have normalized that so yeah. um, a lot of people look very happy and satisfied and when you ask them how they find their life here they would they would be very ha- they would say they're very happy because they obviously compare it with what mm-hmm. dangers mm-hmm. they were in before yeah. but then when you mm. just ask a simple question have you ever experienced anybody um shouting um, abusive words to you discrimination uh, or uh, another discrimination they would be like oh yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah of course you know that mm. that to me was um, the first time that I encountered that that description from a group I was working for, for I was working sorry with for a while yeah. um, they seemed very well um, integrated and happy and then suddenly finding out that they were, they were experiencing uh, hate crime uh, pretty much on a daily basis yeah. mm-hmm. but for them it was just the normality so they, it was mm. not even worth mentioning and, and I suppose that is something that obviously deeply affects you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then you you just don't think that there's anything you can do about it or you just think um, I should just be satisfied with the fact that you know, I'm yeah. out of danger. Yeah. So, but it does it does okay. affect people very mm-hmm. much, especially mm-hmm. in terms of, like you said before, making people f- f- isolated from the community. And unless there is a project like like this or something similar near where they are, they might actually um, end up, uh, yeah, being very isolated and and also less integrated, yeah. which is a lot of times people who work with are are being accused of that they don't yeah. integrate well mm. but it's also the response that they get obviously but as you they know, don't get a choice if they don't get uh, the opportunity to do that then how yes, can exactly. they yeah. and obviously yeah. as you know uh, a lot of people are being placed in, in council housing where yeah. it usually um, in those uh, areas where they're placed you will find more of the um, I mean not always but you will find more, more of the racist yeah. element simply because of the difficulties that other people also find themselves in and it's just yes. where mm. as we know like where a lot of anger and frustration comes out uh, and tr- like othering mm. <laughs> yeah. our fellow human beings mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. but then on, on, on top of that the, you know talking about the difficulties the challenges that people face yes. it's also the asylum process itself it's extremely challenging and yes. and, yeah. and um Difficult and unfair, if I may say as well. Um, cool. Yeah, we've we've touched on this a little bit with um, another with, company yeah. we've talked to um, yeah, on our show. Yeah. Exactly, like yeah. um, Western refugees. Yeah, mm-hmm. speaking with a lot of professionals, including um, solicitors that mm-hmm. we've spoken with, and explain us the process. It's really there is not really um, 
clear benchmark and um, against which people's applications are being uh, assessed. Um, mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's it's really confusing and. And also, I think the, the the problem that we've we've noticed in our in our limited yeah. research into doing this with the show and, and communicating with people is that the what 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 we've experienced or what, what we've been told with people who know better than we do is that the the also the if they don't speak English, for example, or they come here in the circumstances you've described very eloquently, uh, that, they, that they they have to deal with the application and the, the process of, of, of applying for an asylum by themselves with no with no ability to ask anybody because they might not be able to speak English very well or you know or they're they're they're, they're very limited in what they can achieve in that cir- yeah, circumstance. So I, th- I think that's quite damaging. I can I ask you a little bit more about yourself? So you work with with uh, different groups before yeah. <coughs> and with with your knowledge and training so within and around mental health how much was that of that was crucial when you came over here and you learned to deal with people who are fresh from trauma being traumatized and that sort of thing um i suppose the important thing that i have learned from my experiences is what people really need these people that we support here um is is a place where they can just um, feel it doesn't sound right I would say it with a bit of <laughs> qu- quote yeah okay. quotation marks quotation marks, yeah. quotation marks um, <laughs> um, normal yeah. mm-hmm. um, in the sense where they can be in a place where just what happened to them in the past and the everyday stresses doesn't define them yes yeah. Um, yeah. so they can they you know, I mean, we, it's it's like a family here, and we often even have like little applications around, you know, where we can plant uh, tomatoes, uh, <laughs> and you know, who, who ate the strawberries or shouldn't have been eaten yet. Or, Wouldn't it be you great know? if all our arguments were just. I was going to say, yeah, them small stresses in life yeah. that would be wonderful. But you allow them to express themselves in different yes, ways. Exactly. They might not have been before, Absolutely, yeah. but it's just yeah. about. You know, having a space where we don't just define people about mm. uh, from sorry based on on the on just the problems mm-hmm. and you know their asylum applications that they might have to or have to fill in or mm. their um, mm. housing situation there is not sorted. But it's yeah. just a place where they can actually be people mm. m- among people and mm. and do something. Um, nice and creative and um, and also although we encourage people to be active and be outdoors we all at the same time we don't put a lot of pressure on people mm. because we allow we would like to allow people to to take um, ownership of what's on offer here and just decide for themselves what is it on that particular day that they feel that they can engage with um, and I suppose um, personally as well I found how that volunteering, which in this country is a wonderful thing, um, it's not. It's not something that um, is very, uh, as a notion, as an, as an activity developed in a lot of other countries. I don't think a lot of people here realize. But volunteering is is an amazing way to to make to help people feel um, useful yeah. and uh, confident and meet other people, improve the language. So I think yeah. the fact that um, people come to the Comfrey Project to Volunteer. Everybody here is called to volunteer. Um, is just a big part of the healing process, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and big part of the integration process too. And yes. that's what we try to 
portray as well to the to the outside world, and especially when we have any events, so we invite people, is come and see what people here have helped do for you and for the community. So yeah. we've got this wonderful garden here that we've been working very hard over the past three years to develop into a community garden and a community resource for everyone. Yes. Um, Particularly yeah. Lermo, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's def- um, we're just proving it's outside. <laughs> that yeah. we're doing this. Yeah. Well, I think what, what, what else you've, you've really achieved, and, and uh-huh. I'm going back to Lucy's interview when she was in the studio, yeah. it's almost gone beyond as well because I think, mm-hmm. do you remember, Steve, when Lucy said that she gets depressed when she's not here yeah. is that this place means more to her than she probably would have thought imaginable and not even yeah. allowed to express herself that yeah. even when she's away from the place yeah. that, that you know she, she gets a downturn but hence yes. hence the wonderfulness of what you, you've got around here I yes guess. I suppose the, the, the key word is familiar I think mm. here uh, it's just you know we the, the gardening the creative activities the cooking the you know that's all like a framework mm. What we're trying really to, to create is, is that atmosphere where people are welcome and understood without them having to share the story with anyone. They just know they're understood, yeah. they know that, um, and, and they're accepted and, and they just, yeah, they just have that ownership of, of how they want to, to take advantage of the place and, you know, um, yeah, I think everybody's being, is respected as well for, for what they are to try to help make sure people are listened to and just, Generally speaking, especially because at the time where they come, people come here, they're usually at a, at a critical point in terms of, especially their mental health. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this feels like an, a bit of an oasis, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like a cooling place yeah. out of that sort of burning, uh, yeah. sort of uh, angst. Uh, well, so we described it when we were here that I, we I, we were seeing. I guess a good summary for us is that because um, we said this to to Catherine uh, before um, is that it it feels like a, not to be not to make it sound like a depressing statement what I'm about to say here, mm-hmm. but it fills you with hope here, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And I'm like, yeah. I, I meditate to help with my uh-huh. um, yeah. disorder, and you know, so I sort of I do believe in sort of the spiritual yeah. side of things. Um, I'm not religious or anything, but I do I do believe in like sort of humanism and, and yeah. being spiritual yeah. and that kind yeah. of thing. And it mm-hmm. does have a nice sort yeah. of vibe here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it and we as we as we've touched on to Catherine, we've been to a number of different projects similar to this, and it just that this does have an aura about it yeah. um, a, a really good vibe yeah. um, so I, I guess that's our compliment about it is it and just I feels very you know yeah. even before I joined this project yes. even before I started working here I felt that myself you know you asked me before about what did I know about the comfort project and just that the moment you think about comfort project you just think that lovely you know aura like you, you describe and just mm-hmm. a lot of positivity mm-hmm. and another thing I would like as well to mention that's very important mm-hmm. for the people that we work here with is is the opportunity for them to see that um, how supportive the community actually yeah. is because mm-hmm. it's not just about um, you know what usually is portrayed in a lot of the the mass media about um, you know about themselves, which they, they're aware of, and, and that makes them quite hesitant to inter- to interact with with um, the wider community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, here we, we have there is a lot of love that supports this project yeah. from the local community, and when I'm talking Great. local, actually, I'm probably national because um, there will be times where I will open the post box and there will be a parcel of with seeds from. A 
down south yeah. somewhere Brilliant. or Brilliant. Um, <laughs> a book from uh, from Wales right uh, or even Czech from uh, London or something yeah. like that because just I think this just just that um, uh, you know appeal mm, yeah. people that the fact that we, we give that outlet to people mm. to, to refugees asylum and seekers to just be you know themselves yeah. and I think um, a lot of people understand the stresses that that these people face so they that's their way of, of wanting to show their support and people here they really feel that yeah and um, also a lot of people always want to come and volunteer here mm-hmm. or different organizations want to be involved mm-hmm. or do partnership together and you know obviously depending on our capacity we, we can take up those offers but it's just you know there's a lot of there's a lot of interest and a lot of care and uh, it's it's lovely for the people that we, we work with to see that mm. um, that it's n- not everybody is you know like your neighbor who throws eggs at you for instance yeah. or, or the person on the street that just mm. told you to go back home or, mm. you know actually the majority of people are really understanding and supportive mm. and, yeah. and that's another thing that I think for me um, with glee <laughs> glee and joy yeah. I think that's a great summary is that I, I think the way to summarise because we need to wrap things yeah. up now is just to say um, the way that, that, that to paraphrase what you just said there because I mean obviously what you said there is very, very beautifully said but I think the real summary is to say that you don't like sort of dismiss where people come from or who they are, but you but but at the same time you give them the ability to kind of do things that they want to do. You know, there's no there's no like um, there's no restrictions here. There's no there's no expectation other than to be yourself. And I yeah. think that's that's the, the the best thing about this is that it, I, I it feels like an inclusive club, not an exclusive club. Yeah. As in you're willing to well yeah, yeah you're willing to yeah. welcome anybody in because as I say because we need a, this is you're the last person we're going to talk do today is I just say our summary is that I mean, I'm sure I'll ask Ricky what he wants to say in a minute it's just we've done just thank you again for just making us feel very very welcome um, and thanks so much Eleni for talking to us and being so open and um, and, and continue success with the conflict project thank you so much thank you Great. Um, so yeah, so what we need to do is just wrap things up now, Ricky, is to say just, okay, feels like Jerry Springer, your final thought. <laughs> um, well, you know, last time we came, uh, you automatically got the sense of just, wow, like, wow, really? Does, does such a place exist in the middle of suburbia like this? And then we came here and we met Catherine. I think Elaine was on holiday then. Yeah, and we got the, we got the, um, the invite to come back and so glad we did and we got to see some of the people involved and finally meet Eleni because I know we've been emailing each other um, I just think fantastic um, more power to you and good luck again you're and welcome anytime yeah and <laughs> please drop by the studio sometime I'd love to chat to you again yes, maybe anything yeah. else you want to plug just let us know and we'll do it yeah, well okay. I just wanted to say that um, we will have a, an event mm-hmm. uh, on the 19th of June mm-hmm. from 11 till 3 um, it's our annual um, community event full of music and food from around the yeah. world wow. uh, it's uh, free for anyone to attend and it's uh, as part of uh, refugee week right as well as gated volunteer month because mm. we want to uh, celebrate them hard work yeah. our volunteers been, yeah. Yeah. i'm pleased you said that because i do I, I know a little bit about
about that. Yeah, it's a very. I mean, it's a bit like um, I, I made that argument about the benefit system as well. The same mm-hmm. that is in that you know, there's only I think it's Libya or something. There's only other place that has ben- a benefit system other than us. And um, really? you know the uh, yeah, and the, really? and the idea of um, the, 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 the what I mean by that is the way that it's structured, um, and and the way that it like, basically um, helps a, a huge range of people who are basically you know obviously not working or unemployed, for example, or sick. Um, and you know the people who complain about the system not working, and then you realise like, but well, the fact that we have a system is pretty amazing. And they, as you say, with the volunteers, I think that was very well said. And just a final point on the cost of volunteering, because I think you know volunteers empowered me. I mean, we got we, we both went into this. Yes, I feel very much empowered, and also the projects I've been involved before. Mm-hmm. I think you're a magnificent advocate for volunteering this whole place so yeah I think the great summary is to say to some people if you're in the Gateshead area go to the Comfrey Project yeah absolutely there you go so right right, what we're going to do right now is just to say this is it for our pre-record here at the Comfrey Project and obviously as this is going to be a a podcast as well this is the end of the podcast version Uh, but what we're going to do right now is put us back to the studio with my my future selves uh, Ricky and Stephen um, Mm -hmm. to to end the uh, Thursday show so um, uh, over to them after we play some messages and a song so thanks guys so much for the coffee project and that's it for today's edition of the Geek Apocalypse podcast uh, as we just touched on at the beginning of the show we had a really fun time I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to um, an a, a array of, of different subject matters in relation to asylum seekers and refugees and um, I realised as well I said Elena and it's actually Eleni so apologies to her for getting that wrong but um, so that's all we can say is uh, the words of the great B-movie Robot Jocks Crash and Burn which is on Netflix but in the UK watch Robot Jocks fantastic film um, I, if you disagree don't come back <laughs> no please do um but yeah thanks so much uh and we'll see you very soon for another edition of the gay podcast thanks guys take care bye